the Think About It podcast, where we talk about things from life, faith, experiences, and everything in between. We release episodes every Monday morning. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere else that you listen to your podcast. And this week's topic is listener-submitted questions. Think about the listeners. We did a little poll on our Instagram for a couple weeks and had some people submit questions or just topics that they wanted to hear from us. And I will go ahead and say that some of the topics or questions are things that we already planned on doing for a future episode. So if you submit a question and we don't like answer it as in-depth as maybe you were hoping... Don't lose hope. We'll probably cover it in a future episode, and we'll let you know that when we come to those questions. Yeah, absolutely. So, kicking it off first with a fun one, funny. Somebody asked um, why you're so bipolar with your facial hair. Why you are or me? My you are. Oh me. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Mine stays pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think I'm bipolar with my facial hair? I don't think you're. I don't know if bipolar is the right word. I think you just like to shock people with your facial hair. Shock you. I think it's just like fun and entertaining to you. It usually happens around, well, I just got a new face trimmer, so I don't think that'll be happening as much, but it usually happens because one of my guards was broken, and so I'd be really careful, and then I'd end up messing up my beard, so then I'd just have to shave it off. It actually usually happens around like major life events. Like or like holidays where like we're going to document this time forever in photos. And then Kurt's like, I'm going to have a mustache. And it's like, why? You love it when I have a mustache. I don't. I am a team no mustache. Like never in my life have I found a mustache attractive. And I but it's funny. stand firm on that. And you can argue and that's fine. We can agree to disagree. It's funny, right? It's not, but... I also don't, I just don't care really anymore, you know? Yeah, that's good. It's not worth the fight. Your facial hair grows back in like five seconds. Yeah, it's so. true. That's what's kind of frustrating too. Yeah. And, and cool because yeah. then I don't really care. Like You don't have to like super commit to anything ever. Like literally if I shave on Monday by Friday, I have like a five o'clock, like a 12 o'clock shadow. Yeah. I will say the first time I think that you really did like, a dramatic mustache was recently, and it was the first time that Judah was, like, old enough to recognize what was happening. He kind of thought it was funny. Yeah. He was a little confused at first, but he found it entertaining, so he likes it. Yeah, but, but uh, thank you, Grant, for that question, yeah. by the way. So, basically, it's just accident, or Kurt gets bored and needs to switch things up. It's just funny. Um, somebody wanted to hear some relationship advice, which is a great question and one that we will do like a full episode on. Um, what's their question? What do they write? They just wanted relationship advice and setting healthy boundaries. Relationship advice and setting healthy boundaries. Yeah. Which is like a great yeah, question. That's a great this, topic. This That'll came be a whole from episode. a teenager too, which is really awesome that like a young person is already thinking about like. Wanting that wisdom and wanting to know how to set those boundaries before, like, things are happening. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's definitely something we'll cover in the future. Do you have any, like, off-the-cuff, like, this is my best piece of relationship advice? Uh, well, that one quote that I always use, dating without the intention of marriage, is like going to the grocery store without any money. You either take that something 
you either take something that's not yours or you leave unsatisfied out of that relationship, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think boundaries plays a big part in that. And I think, uh, the intentions of that relationship play a big part in that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, mine, which I know some of the teens like freak out about it, but don't do anything that you wouldn't be comfortable doing with your sister. Yeah. And I get that. I know that that's I weird for like some people what you're saying stuff. by I know that, but that's that really weird because yeah, like, yeah. like I think it's, I mean, again, to each their own and uh. like. I don't think it's but foolproof like, I think advice. it's fine to like kiss someone on the lips when you're in a relationship if that's like a boundary that you set. But like that's not normal to do with your sibling. Like that's weird. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. And, and that's why I said it's not like foolproof advice. But I'm just <laughs> saying, especially like in your early teenage years, yeah. I think you start off with that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like you need to be locked into that. But I'm yeah. just saying holding hands makes babies. Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean, you can't go backwards from holding hands. It's true. So, yeah, but no, we'll get into a whole, I mean, that'll be a whole episode yes. of setting healthy boundaries Yeah, because obviously there's a lot of things to be said about that. And, and everybody has their opinions on yeah, that. Yeah, and we have our experiences that we will share of things that we learned either from advice or things that we've had to learn the hard way. So that's something that we'll definitely be getting into more in a future episode. So be looking out for that. Um, somebody asked, are there more doors or wheels in the entire world? I did not know this was like a hot button topic. Oh yeah. Like this was a whole thing. And so what's the answer? Do you know? Are there more doors or wheels in the world? I mean, do you know how many doors are in a hospital? Do you know how many doors are in a prison? Do you know how many doors are in this building? So your answer is doors? No, it's wheels. Yeah. Because do you know how many wheels are on a car? Yeah. Four. So and then a spare tire. Five. And then a semi. And then... How many <laughs> tires are on a semi? Boat trailer. Well, I mean, you got to... It just depends on... I mean, they call it an 18-wheeler for a reason. There right? you go. I was waiting to see if you'd... Okay, so here's like a an official answer to settle the debate. There are more wheels than doors in the world if you include all possible forms of physical wheels, such as the wheels on toy cars, vacuums, office chairs. There are more doors than wheels if you include only doors that you can walk through and only wheels that are used for human transportation. So I guess technically it depends on which way you're looking at it, but there are definitely more wheels. Wait, so they're saying there's more doors if there's not? They're saying there's more doors if you're only counting, like, wheels that transport people. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't because, like, the wheel of an office chair is a wheel. Even yeah. though it's not, like, dry. Wheel, like, it's uh, not a transportation. Door, the door of a dollhouse is a door. Yeah, and they count, like, they're counting yeah. all of that. But still, like, so for one dollhouse, there's one door. For one toy car, there's four wheels. Yeah. So... Yeah, the answer is there's more wheels. More wheels. And that's what majority of Americans voted for. So, sorry if you think it's doors. You're wrong. Um, Somebody asked, are we going to be talking about anything and everything or just Christian stuff? So, we'll be focusing mostly on Christian topics just because that's where we are. You know, we work in ministry. We're solely devoted to living our lives to be more like Christ. Our um, goal and our sole mission is to help others find and follow Jesus. Yeah. Not only is that the student ministry's motto, but that's uh, our life motto. Right. But And we will do occasional video or, uh, episodes where we just kind of talk about things that we're interested in or things that are happening. Like we've kind of 
we're going to be doing like a Christmas focused one. And so like, while that is Christian, it's also just like what's happening. Yeah. So there will be episodes like that. Um, but yeah, it'll be mostly Christian focused. How do you heal from church people hurting you? Just like regular people hurting you. Yeah. Um, I'm sure this is probably a very like common thing, especially I think we're seeing it a lot right now. Um, church hurt and just people walking away from the church because of something that hurt them inside of the church building. Um, the Kurt actually said something the other day that I like wrote down because I had this question in my mind and I was like, that's a great answer. Is that the first time you've ever written down something that I've said? No, definitely not. I'm just kidding. The most recent one. Yeah. Um, the people around you aren't Jesus. They should be a representation of Jesus. Yeah. But they aren't him. Like Christians should mirror Jesus. Yes. But if they do not, that doesn't affect who Jesus is. Yes. And, um, you know, like church is full of people that are hurting. Like that's, I always remember people saying that like church should be a hospital for the broken, not a, what did they say? Like a museum for the perfect. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not for people to just come and show how wonderful and perfect and amazing their lives are. Like, they have hurts and they have issues that they know and they're trying to like come and work through them. And so you can't judge God's character based off of people's flaws. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's a big thing too. And I guess, I don't know. I mean, I've been hurt by people in the church. I've been hurt by people outside of the church. So I don't know. I know that's like a hot button topic um, about church hurt, you know, and stuff of that nature. But, I mean, when it really comes down to it, you're going to get hurt everywhere. And mm -hmm. it really depends, like, are you looking to get hurt? That's another topic. Right. I know of itself. But, you know, if you get hurt in the world, you still go out into the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, if you, you know, and I know people have said this too. Okay, well, if I get hurt at church, then I'm never going back to church. Or, uh, you know, the church hurt me, so I'm not ever going back to church. Or this person said this in church, so I'm never going back to church. Well, I got food poisoning at Mod Pizza. Mm -hmm. That was terrible. Just recently. Like, this just happened, like, a few terrible, weeks ago. Terrible. Terrible. I wanted to throw up, and I couldn't. I wanted to do everything possible to get rid of it, but I couldn't. For the longest time, it was terrible. Well, um, it's because you got a salad out of Pizza Place, which is, I like, know. that's your own fault. Just trying to be healthy. That's what I get for trying to be healthy. But... Going back to the point there, um, I'll still go to Mod Pizza. Yeah. Will I consume the same thing? Probably not, but I'll still go back. Yeah. Just so like, because I had bad experience doesn't mean right. that. Like Mod you'll learn pizza. from your experience and yeah. probably not get a salad from there, but that doesn't mean you like write off the whole restaurant. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like you said, people will hurt you your whole life. Your family will hurt you. Your friends will hurt you. Your coworkers will hurt you. Um, you have to learn to give forgiveness before it is asked for. And that's really hard because we as humans are naturally very prideful. And so to forgive someone who is seemingly un for uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unrepentive. Oh. Like they're not repentive of what they're doing and maybe they're not changing. Like yeah. they're, you know, they've hurt you with this certain aspect of their character or the way that they've behaves in your life and that part of their character is not changing. And so like you can see the continued hurt that might happen. Um, it's not your job to fix that person before you give them forgiveness. Yeah. Um, the Bible says a lot, a whole lot about forgiveness and how it's not 
it's not for the other person. It's more for you. Like holding grudges and holding on to hurt hurts you way more than it hurts the person who offended you. Yeah. And oftentimes I think, especially within the church, hurt happens accidentally. Yeah. I don't oh, yeah. like I, and I know that there probably are times, but I don't think many people in the church set out to like offend people around them or to hurt them or to drive them away from God. Like yeah. that's not really anyone's goal within the church. Who's there for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that's a good, it's a good question. It really is. Cause it, yeah. I mean, maybe that's even a whole podcast. Episode yeah, it probably could be. There's a lot to unpack there. I mean, you even talk about, um, church hurt and uh, not everybody that has church hurt, but a lot of people that I've experienced that have quote unquote church hurt are really just looking for an excuse not to have accountability in yeah. their life and are looking for an excuse and exit button out. Yeah. Well, that person hurt me. I'm never going back there in reality. You just don't want to wake up on Sunday mornings and be yeah. a part of a community that's going to keep you accountable for the way that you live. Yeah. And honestly, like full transparency here, like I went through a season of that. Yeah. Like I, I mean, and again, like, yes, probably people may have hurt me or offended me, but I was just looking for an excuse to like step out of church. Like I just yeah. thought I knew better and wanted to live the way I wanted to live, which ended up obviously really backfiring and set me back in my spiritual journey. And you know, everything is for a reason. And I've learned to lean on God more through that and to be more forgiving and to, you know, view church as a whole different thing. But yeah, I would say it was definitely more of an excuse based of I'm already falling away. So I'm just going to use this as an excuse to like, full pivot. I'm doing what I want. Yeah. Um, just some verses for those of you who maybe are going through this and want to find help through the scripture. And you know, you want to lean on God for this, which is what you should be doing. Um, Ephesians four 32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgive each other just as Christ forgave you, which mm. is the like, that's it. That's the whole thing. Like when you think about the forgiveness that Christ shows to us on a daily basis. Like who are we to think that we get to yeah. hold grudges? And I'm not saying that you have to go around just letting people walk all over you and never no, be hurt, but like deal with those hurts. You know, yeah. it's okay to like to go to someone or, you know, to ask a friend like, Hey, this person hurt me. Can like, would you care to come alongside me? And like, let's just have an honest discussion about it. But yeah. and the biblical response, and I think yeah. that's a whole different podcast too. Yeah. The biblical response uh, of how to approach somebody that's hurt you or offended you, you know, right. you go to them and there's that whole biblical process where you yeah. go to them one-on-one if they don't listen and then you take another person, right. and, you know, yeah. so forth. Um, Colossians three thirteen says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone forgive as the Lord forgave you. So again, like the Bible is saying the Lord has forgiven you of all things. Like you are a sinner destined for hell. That's yeah. what you deserve. But God sent his son and gave you forgiveness that you did not ask for. Like we were forgiven before we asked for it. Like there was a penalty and it was paid before we asked or recognized that we were in need of a savior and that's the way that we should be striving to forgive other people. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen naturally. That's for sure. Like even now as a like pretty strong Christian, I would say that even is still something that like I struggle with is, yeah. you know, feeling like I deserve to put that person in their place or I deserve to hurt them because they hurt me. And the Lord is like, that is not how it works. Like if you're to be 
if you're wanting people to reflect Jesus, then you have to start reflecting Jesus. Like you can't hold people to a higher standard than you hold yourself. Ouch. Just think kidding. about it. Huh. Mm, that hurt, babe. Also, um, good. separate the church from God's character, which we hit on this a little bit. But even your pastor or past pastors that you have, like their people, yep. you know, they're again, walking through hurt, walking through struggles. They're trying to manage life the same way that you are. And while yes, they have been cho- chosen and anointed and are speaking like with the power of God, they're still people and you can't judge God's character off of people's character. So yeah. I think that really just kind of like is the biggest thing is don't let people get in the way of your walk with God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the reality is, is that whenever you have people, you have hurt Yeah, and you can't get away from that. You've hurt yeah. me a lot. And I've, you've probably hurt me a lot. That's like literally just part of life, oh, yeah. you know? It's part of relationships, yeah. part of communication, but um, I think healthy resolution and also um, going back to church hurt, don't let the, don't let your accountability, your community and the, the um, biblical command to gather suffer because of um, something that yeah. maybe, you know, and I think maybe Satan even uses that at times to yeah. get under people's skin. Cause I mean, people do feel, you know, judge when they come to church. Sometimes people do, you know, have all these like walls up and all these like presuppositions right. of something that's happening in their life. You right. Know? And so I think that that's something that plays into that. You know? Yeah. And that's, it's, I don't know why this popped in my head. I guess it's just like a funny analogy that like we probably are in our heads more than we should be. Like you say, people walk in feeling judged. And have you ever thought about, I don't know if you do this, but I was listening to someone talk about this and I was like, I do that. Like when you're um, using your windshield wipers, do you like adjust it based on the speed of other drivers around you? No. Like you don't want you people. Always get, you always get. You mad don't want people you... to think you're like overreacting to the rain. <laughs> I'm like, know. why is that girl's windshield ever so fast? It's not raining that hard. I put them on full blast. I do that. that. Like I will be like um, using my windshield wipers, but then if I come into a stop sign, I'm like, oh, I gotta crank it down. Like it's not raining as hard. People might see me, and I'm like, oh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, and so I know that's silly, but like the same thing in church, like. Yeah, you might come in feeling like judged or that people are looking at you and but they're probably not. Yeah, no. Like they don't they're again, people are dealing with their own things. They're probably feeling just as insecure as you are. And even if they are like looking at you or judging you, like let them, you're there. Like that's what matters. Yeah. You're there. And if you're there to pursue a relationship with your heavenly father and worship him and fall at his altar, like it doesn't matter what the people around you are doing again. Like you need to focus on your relationship with God and not what might be going through people's minds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next question was, that was a good question. It was, it was a really good question. question. And again, like there's so much more to be said about that, but hopefully for the person who wrote that, hopefully that answers your question and kind of gives you stuff to think about. It probably was a little bit more harsh than I meant it to come across, but like, I don't know. I just think it's one of those things like you have to challenge yourself. Like, are you willing to do the hard work that will be worth it to like strengthen your spiritual relationship? It's worth it to me. Um, how did God bring us together? That was the next question. Through a beanstalk, magical beanstalk. Magic. 
No, uh, it was God ordained. Yeah. And God brought us together ultimately. But yeah, that's another one of those that. Yeah, we'll probably do like a longer because it it is a really it's a really amazing story. And the fact that like it's such a God story Um, for us. I don't know. I love our story. I think it's really cool and unique and it's awesome. Obviously, I love it because I love yeah. you. And like I'm really thankful for the way that things worked out. But like they didn't work out in a normal like life routine of the way that things normally play out. So it would probably take a long time to really like break down everything. It's a Christian notebook. Yeah. You know, we, we separated for a while and then we it's came true. back together. Yeah. 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 So we'll probably do a little bit longer of an episode on that one as well. But um, I will say that we've known each other our whole lives and our families still live in the same town. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And that's really just like a unique, again, like just a kind of a unique and special thing. So, yeah, it really is when you think about it, because people usually have to travel to this person or this yeah. person and stuff. And we're able to usually hit both of our families. Yep. So, yeah, we'll break that one down further, because, again, we'll probably go into that one more of like things that we learned along the way of coming together. So we'll do a longer episode on that one. What things have you done that have helped you grow in your faith the most? uncomfortable things uncomfortable moving well i would say first and foremost i mean every time i've had to step outside my comfort zone that's when god has really um stretched my faith and i feel like that's really where i've grown in my faith because i've realized that i think when you become uncomfortable you stretch um your capacity and you rely on god more because you realize i cannot do this apart from god there's a lot of things that i could have not done that i've done in my life apart from god yeah and i think that's where my where my faith grows and my strength um through god grows because without him in those moments you know going to boston for college yeah getting down on one knee proposing to you um, moving to Boston, staying in Boston, moving to Kentucky, um, having a kid, uh, just a bunch of different life decisions that right. have led me to where I am. If it wasn't for being uncomfortable and allowing, well, not allowing God. Yeah. But, you know, um, taking part in what God is allowing right. me to be a part of. Right. Yeah, I would agree with you. And then I would say the other thing that I really have to like be mindful of that really helps me, I guess, stay on track with my faith the most is um like you don't have to hit the reset button. And what I mean by that is like I'm the kind of person where each week I kind of like set in my mind like I want to do X, Y and Z this week. Like I want to clean the house or clean this room or I want to, you know, work out this many days or I want to read my Bible every morning. And then Monday morning comes and something goes crazy, which especially like now I have a toddler. And so like mornings are his and not my own. Yeah. But um, some I used to be like, well, I missed Monday, so I'll try again next week. Yeah. Um, But it's OK if you like, you know, it's good to have those goals and you should and you should strive to, you know, read, be in the word every day, spend time with God every day. But if you miss a day, um, it's okay. Like you are still making progress. And so I think that's just the biggest thing is give yourself grace when it comes to your 
spiritual walk. Like as long as you are doing it with the right intention and missing thing, like missing it for the right reasons, like not just because you're watching a movie or sitting on your phone, like when life gets busy, it's okay. Like God knows that, you know, um, try to find those times and it doesn't always have to be like, Oh, I have to sit down at this spot and read this many verses. Like if all you have time for is like sitting down and just like talking out loud to God, do that. Like, that's amazing. And that will help your faith grow in more ways than you're probably aware. So I guess just get kind of creative in the ways that you spend time with God and it will really help you grow your faith. Again, it might be uncomfortable, but I always say, like I always tell our teens, like I really love to write down and say out loud my prayers because I get really distracted in my head. Like if I'm just silently praying, I'll just go to like thinking about whatever is on my mind. And so like taking time to write it out or just like talking out loud as if God were there is just like a really cool thing. It makes it feel more personable. So just, you know, find those things, the like unique things that kind of maybe feel uncomfortable at first, but then you start to feel that more relational um, part that you need with God. Absolutely. Is that it? One more. All right, let's do it. How do you know if you're in a relationship that is God-centered? Which, again, we'll probably cover this in our relationships episode, but what are some things that you think? If somebody were to come to you and say, how do I know if my relationship is God-centered? There's a great um, series that Craig Groeschel just got finished with his church, um, and it's, uh, it's called, I think it's called Save the Date. Mm-hmm. And it um, talks about like red flags and relationships and stuff. So yeah. I suggest whoever, I don't know who asked that question, but I suggest you go to life.church and look up the series Save the Date. Um, what was the question again? How do you know if you're in a relationship that is God-centered? God is at the center? No, no. Just <laughs> kidding. Uh, no, I mean, obviously there's going to be evidence of God in that person's yeah. life. There's going to be evidence of God in your life. And uh, I think biblically... I mean, my stance on marriage and relationships is that I believe both people in a relationship need to be centered around God. Yeah. I think outside of that, it'll work. It'll work for a little bit. Um, may even work a whole lifetime, but there's going to be a lot of hurt and a lot of dysfunction there. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it wouldn't be there if they're both Christians, but I'm saying that there's a solid foundation to work yeah. through it. There's also with. like another person there. Yeah. You know. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I think the other thing that I would say is if you're in a relationship, it will never get in in the way of your relationship with God. Like it, you should never feel like you have to choose between the person that you're with or spending time with God. Like it should be that person encouraging you. Like, did you spend time with God today? Have you read your Bible? What can I pray for you about? Like it shouldn't push you farther away from God. It should like you should be encouraging each other each other to grow closer with God. Yeah. But you complete me. If you're not completed no. in God first, then you're never going to be completed by somebody else. Yes. And that was the first thing that I thought of when somebody was like, what's your best relationship advice? It would be to like fully lean on God and like you and him above all else. Because like if you're still working through like your things, which like you will your whole life, you're going to be working through things, but you know what I mean? Like you need to be complete in Christ before you try to take on like being in a relationship with people that are broken. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. 
Until next time, yeah? Is Until that it? That is the last question. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys for submitting those questions. And uh, we'll be doing that probably about once a month, right? Yeah, I think so. So um, we will see you guys uh, on the next episode. Thank you guys for joining in. And we'll see you next Monday. 